0: dot org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks.
1: From KQED. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bay Curious. I'm Katrina Schwartz. Today, our show is all about Bay Area roadways.
2: I consider myself an infrastructure junkie.
1: Bay Curious listener Herb Masters has noticed some quirks to the road he drives most often, 280, which runs between San Jose and San Francisco on the west side of the bay. Having
2: driven up and down 280, literally since it was built, I've always seen where it was clearly designed for 380 to continue west, but
0: it never went anywhere.
1: He wants to know what's up with that. Today on the show, we're getting down and dirty with our roads, and specifically why some of them appear to go nowhere, while others look a little trashy. You're listening to Bay Curious. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes.
2: Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just...
1: Today we're answering your burning highway questions. Both of these won Bay Curious voting rounds. Here to help us do that is a guy who knows way more about how to get around the Bay Area than I ever will, KQED's Transportation and Infrastructure Editor, Dan Brecky. Hi, Dan.
0: Hi, Katrina.
1: Okay, so let's tackle the most mysterious question first. What's the story with Interstate 280 and 380? And is there a ghost freeway there?
0: This is really a question about one of the shortest freeways in the Bay Area uh, as it exists today, Interstate 380, which goes from San Francisco International Airport up the hill to Interstate 280, which is the world's most beautiful freeway that connects San Francisco through the Peninsula Hills down to San Jose. And if you get to the interchange there of Interstate 280 and 380, there is something odd on the west side of the road it looks like someone sometime, started to build an extension of interstate 380 toward the hills in the west and then stopped for some reason and that's actually exactly what happened back in the 1960s and 70s when the interstate highway system was being built there was a plan to continue 380 and carry it all the way over the hills and down into Pacifica. And this was horrifying to people who were sort of waking up to the environmental costs of uh, plowing an eight or 10-lane freeway through some areas that are pristine. If you go up to Sweeney Ridge today, it's one of the great hiking spots in the entire Bay Area. After hearing lots of complaints from the communities involved on both sides, it was stopped by popular demand and dropped from the interstate highway plan.
1: What do you see there now then? What's it look like?
0: So when you're at that interchange now on the west side, the side that would be heading up the hill and over toward Pacifica, there is like a great big sort of dirt lot that Caltrans apparently uses for equipment storage. And that would have been the beginning of the freeway. Wait a second. So
1: are there a lot of examples like this in the Bay Area where there were highways that were begun but then stopped?
0: Well, you know, there were plans for a lot more freeways than we have, and a lot of those just never even got started because uh, people uh, in different parts of the Bay Area, and especially San Francisco, essentially put their foot down and said, you know, do we really want to put a big freeway through Golden Gate Park? That was something that was on the drawing board at, at one point. I wouldn't say there are a lot of these, but 280 is kind of an interesting highway historically because, you know, it was going to be part of a system of freeways that fed directly to the Bay Bridge. Hmm. One of those places was what they called a freeway stub. It was just an unbuilt, unused section of freeway that ended right in front of the China Basin Building. So if you don't know where that is, it's basically at 3rd Street, just across from the Giants' ballpark. Until relatively recently, you could see exactly where this unbuilt freeway was going to join the Bay Bridge.
1: Our second highway question comes from listener Daniel Huertes.
0: Seems like just in general, there's just trash all over the roadsides. And as I drive, I think, is this related to a homeless encampment or is this just like months and years of people throwing fast food wrappers out of the door.
1: Daniel wants to know why it seems like there's more garbage along Bay Area highways than ever before. And clearly others do, too, because his question just won the February voting round.
0: I grew up in the Bay Area and it it used to be quite clean. And I honestly don't know why they're not cleaning up our roads anymore.
1: Okay, Dan, so why are our roads so dirty and is it worse than it used to be?
0: There is no simple answer to this question of why are our roads so filthy, but I think the major factor you have to start out with is, unfortunately, we as a species are terrible at containing our litter. One of the places this shows up most dramatically is along freeways, and that makes sense because the busiest freeways have tens or hundreds of thousands of people going through them every day, and where there are people, there's trash. Caltrans actually provides some dramatic evidence of this. They have a video, a time-lapse video, that they shot last summer on Highway 99 near downtown Sacramento. It shows a crew diligently cleaning up a litter-strewn embankment. And then within days, the time-lapse shows the litter just came back. It was almost like nobody had been there to clean it up in the first place.
1: Well, so Daniel was saying that he grew up in the Bay Area and thinks that it's actually gotten dirtier over time. I'm curious if Caltrans has any statistics on whether that's true. Are they collecting more garbage um, than they used to?
0: Caltrans says they're definitely collecting more garbage. And as far as this question of where are things now or have they gotten worse? Well, okay. so here are a couple more things to look at. Caltrans did get a little behind at the start of the pandemic. Uh, Its cleanup stopped for a couple of months. That's because of public health guidance that caused it to pull its crews off of work. So that's one thing. They have been playing catch-up for most of the last year. In um, that most recent year, they're reporting, which is 2018-19, Caltrans workers—now, this is not the total— Amount of garbage picked up by Caltrans or reported to Caltrans throughout the state, but just Caltrans workers picked up about 1.3 million bags of trash. You know, if you piled a football field with all those 1.3 million bags of garbage, you'd cover a football field to a depth of about 15 or 16 stories.
1: Man, that's a lot of trash. Well, Daniel Huertas is also curious whether the encampments that we sometimes see along the freeways or at exits is part of the reason why there's more trash. What else can you tell us about that?
0: You know, this is something we've seen a lot of in the Bay Area, and the growth of these camps seems to have accelerated since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, this is a big challenge for Caltrans. It's not one that they're anxious to talk about. In fact, um, I called to asked them about this, and they would not get on the phone with me, but they did provide uh, written explanations of what their situation is.
1: Okay, so what did they say?
0: I'm going to just read some of the salient points. Consistent with CDC guidance to prevent community spread of COVID-19, Caltrans is proceeding with encampment cleanups if there is an immediate safety concern or threat to critical infrastructure those may include severe fire risk that poses a threat to the encampment the community and the infrastructure so this is basically saying caltrans is keeping an eye on what's happening with these camps but they're they're pretty much maintaining a hands-off approach unless there's some imminent danger and you know those dangers do exist if you listen to traffic reports you hear regularly about fires that are happening in these encampments. They can be very dangerous. The fires can spread quickly, and people in the in the Bay Area have lost their lives in these, uh, in these fires occasionally. One other thing that's worth mentioning here is that Caltrans is walking a fine legal line in terms of what it can and can't do in terms of uh, trash and debris cleanups around the encampments. So, Part of that is the result of a lawsuit that the agency settled a little more than a year ago. It was brought by advocates for the unhoused who you know, said the agency had had a practice of going in and sometimes uh, just clearing camps out wholesale and taking or destroying people's irreplaceable personal possessions, sometimes medications, sometimes things like the cremains of loved ones that were, were in these camps. So Caltrans realizes that it's being watched and it needs to respect the rights of people who are living in the encampments, and then it needs to sort of clean up along the perimeter of these areas as circumstance allows.
1: KQED's Transportation Editor, Dan Brecky, Thanks for helping us out with these questions, Dan.
0: You're welcome, Katrina. Thanks for having me.
1: If you love Bay Curious, consider telling a friend about the show. Maybe you know someone who just moved to the Bay or wants to. I always listen when my friends tell me about something they love, and I bet yours will too. Thanks for helping us spread the word about the show. Bay Curious is produced by Susie Racho, Katie McMurrin, and me, Katrina Schwartz. Our show is a production of member-supported KQED in San Francisco. Next week, we'll be back with an episode featuring your stories about living the past year under COVID-19. Catch you then.
2: Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, The world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck!